Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Your show, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Andy. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. fuck are you doing cleveland what are they called now the guardians ladies and gentlemen episode 414 i think it is of the turnbuckle throwbacks wrestling podcast live on the rant rant on the rantianradio.com part of the shining was network part of dark satellite media for the time being and we're live on fucking youtube today i'm phil i'm jay and uh how's everybody doing i hope you can hear us Loud and clear. Shout out to Matt Squires who fucking made me look like Bay. <laughs> that was fucking awful. I'm just glad he didn't put my face on Spinderella. You guys look and sound good. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Shaylin. Let's uh, say hello to everybody else. Let's say hello. Let's get the soundboard up. Let's say hello to Shaylin. Uh, no, that's not Shaylin. That's Rob's. Hold on. Fuck you! Yeah, and I don't know where Richie is, but... Anybody seen Richie? <laughs> Anybody seen Richie? And what's... You know what? Let's give Jay some flowers today, man. Oh, yeah. Let's play Jay's gimmick. Ain't gonna be taken down from YouTube for this. No, you're not. By the way, big golf game on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Big golf game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's gonna go down. (laughs) I'm hoping to hear that a lot. 
Anyway. Anyway, anyway. I still hate this fucking music, Shaylin says. <laughs> still my favorite. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, I'm talking to you, to all my Midwest peeps, man, to all our Midwest peeps. What the fuck is wrong with you? Listen, I get that your baseball team that's over 100 years old has a really fucked up derogatory term towards Native Americans. But, yo... A hundred and you, hundred fifty, and you name a team the Guardians. It's like a six year, uh, a, a sixth grader won the fucking contest. The name, of, the name of the team. Well, I mean, listen, we, I, I I say it all the time. We're we're in uh, we're in the upside down. Um, no shit. You know, I I don't know. I, I from my from my vantage point, and once again, I have no authority. So what does it matter anyway? But. I don't know. I haven't seen a vocal minority uh, of people that were against the names. Um, you know, I I get it. You know, on one hand, but on the other hand, is you know, w- just just let it just let it happen as it no, is. No, no, no. Change the name. At this point in the game, everybody's offended. Change. I don't. Are I don't. Are they offended? I, that's the thing. That's Are what they? I was getting. That's what I was getting at. That's a oh Jay Holen one Jay Darso yeah <laughs> Team Su- Timo Supremo was second they um, um yeah but okay so you, you you agree to change the name the Redskins the same thing the Blackhawks not so much and good for the fucking Blackhawks yes right but if you could offend the Native Americans I get it change the fucking name I, I'll, I'll I'll be on board with that but as a baseball fan yeah. as a fan who loves the game. The, the 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 distinguished list of legends that play for the Cleveland Indians: Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn, <laughs> Bob Feller, yeah. Satchel Fucking Page, Joe Carter. Oh my God! The Albert list Bell. Is, Albert uh, Albert Bell was a scumbag, but yeah. <laughs> Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton. Yeah, of course. Matt Tomey. Uh, Jim Tomey. Fucking Eddie Murray played for the Indians. Frank Robinson was the first black manager to manage the fucking Indians. How about that? My so, my, so, my thing is is you can tell me, and we, we're gonna t- we're gonna take a a, a turn here, but oh well, yeah, because it's Jay and Phil, that's why. You, you could tell me, you know, okay, they're they're offended, it, it, it's offensive, okay, I, you know, I learned I I heard this new thing, and I think it's kind of true. If if ten percent of people are are offended. But they're the most vocal. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, like I t- to me, you know, I don't know. It it. On one hand, I want to go. It shouldn't take away from the game, but it's so obtuse that it's it 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 definitely is taken away from the game. And we had this we had this talk about uh what what's what's who's the 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 guy from the Angels uh Otani. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. You know, it, it takes away from the game, and 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 something like this to me is is taken away from it because it's 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 a it's not supposed to be um, a part of that climate. It's supposed to be a distraction. Once again, I say the same thing about music. You know, pro wrestling does a good good enough job to to kind of be a distraction. <laughs> um, but uh, ah, man, I read that today, and I just laughed, and I just go, Cleveland Guardians uh, again. You're going to change the name, fine. But uh, uh, the Guardians? Yep. Like, it's fucking, it's like so generic. 
Like at least the red, uh, the the Redskins were like, we're gonna take another year to, to let it, to let it. Yeah, we we'll can... still be the Washington Football Team for another year. Uh, yeah, a- a- put some fucking thought into it. Cleveland, the fans haven't had a World Series win since 1954. Yeah. So it's like these fans are good fans. Midwest, Ohio, those those fans are passionate fucking sports. Jerry Lola, huge Cleveland Indians. Yeah, fan. Indians, Browns. I mean, LeBron finally brought a, a, a ring to that city for when, with the Cavaliers, but, like, come on, man. Fuck LeBron. The fucking... All right, whatever. Fuck LeBron. But he brought a championship there. Yeah. Bef- and, he's a, and he's from Akron, so... But come on. And I saw Space Jam, and I loved it. I do the Space Jam. I, I, s- I loved it. Fell asleep there. I loved it. Fell asleep. It wasn't as good as the first one, but I loved Nowhere it. Nowhere near as good as the first no, one. No, no, not at all, but I loved it. But the Guardians, bro? Are you serious? We got a lot of wrestling talk, but I, I need to get this off my chest today because... I read a lot of stuff. Of, Choppy put something on Facebook today. It was like, was on fire about the whole Nick Gaging. We'll get into that in a few oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that in a few minutes. I have a lot to say about that, too. Yeah. But, they, they, you know, it, it's, see, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sports fanatic where I like logos and jerseys and hats, and I have a extensive hat collection, maybe way too many hats for some people's taste, but, you know, fuck themselves, too, you know? But on, 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 but on that note, it's like, it's so it's tradi- the Indians are a tradition in in Cleveland. It's like you know it's it's oh man, it's like the Guardians. You, I mean, you you have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How about the Cleveland Soul? How about the Cleveland Rock? How about something? How about something else? Like Cleveland Rockers? Or, the, yeah, like you know. something fucking cool. Not the Guardians. It's the fucking lamest fucking name on a planet, man. Shame on you, Cleveland. Shame on you. It, it's not the it's not the lamest because. The Pelicans. The Cleveland Steamers. Cleveland Steamers. I used, that was one of my... Uh, How long before the Vikings are offensive? If the Vikings change their name, um, I will never be a Minnesota Vikings fan again. I will... De- I will... De- I will... Uh, I will un- unfan them. I will put all the purple and gold away. I will root for the New York football giants. I mean, I do when not, when, they're, when they're not playing Minnesota because that was my dad's yeah. team. You know, and, and, I, and actually I look good in fucking giant blue, by the way. I had some... I got some fresh gear for Christmas this year. But if the if the if any of my sports teams ever change their names, I am done with them. If the New York Rangers change their name, I'm done with them. If the if the, even if even if my beloved Metropolitans, if the New York Mets change their fucking name, and there's a lot of history behind that name, their colors are based on two different historic franchises: yeah. the New York Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers. And then and then, you know, Mario says football Giants is the lamest name ever. The New York Football Giants, yeah, but it's like. You see, it isn't, but it isn't, because the it, it it was for the time it was it was um it was a it, back in the fifties it was a deal, you know. So they just stuck with it. Like it's like I don't know. Um, there's a lot of bad sports names. Maybe the Giants are in like the top ten of bad sports teams, but they but but yeah, I see. I, I I disagree. Well, this is I mean again, but it, we could we could rank them on another podcast, but. But come on, Cleveland, the Guardians? It's not, it's not even like if you... You know what? I would even... If the Browns had to change their name, I would rather be them be the Guardians, not yeah. the baseball team. Yeah. Come on, man. Even like my fake team, when I when I played DC Heroes, we had the, the, the Metropolis Comets, <laughs> the Gotham Knights. We had a bunch of... We had our own little fucking planet. And, and Shit, I mean, even the Knights... Kind of would have worked. Yeah, with the KN, not the you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That was my that was my high school. Uh, the, 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 the Franklin Kaley Knights. The Knights could have worked. Yeah, the Franklin Kaley Knights. We were uh, and our colors were gray and and blue, like a like a like a royal blue. Top of high school was the Pirates. 
Pirates yeah. already taken. And Curtis High School. That's the name of my that, the name of my strat team is the Port Richmond Pirates. Yeah. And I took the the, the Pittsburgh Pirate colors. But you know, like you said, you look you look at that and you just go. It <laughs> Mario, you're gonna have to uh, message Jay about when he wants to do the the Zoom Spirits. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're Jay, gonna have Jay, to. This is Jay's baby. Once Jay <coughs> is once, situated, once Jay's situated in his new in his new digs, he's gonna reach out to you and he's gonna and reach Spock. out to and Spock and I'm sure there's a bunch of you guys want to get involved in that. So, but um, you know, you, you you see that and you just it 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 bleeds it bleeds into like a like a like a certain part of you know, Americans where it's just like, I don't know. I really don't care. Like I, like, but then on the other side, like I do, because you're taking away our history. You're, you're, you're whitewashing our history. It's like, yeah. Like when we go back, so let's just fast forward five years from now to the Cleveland guardians. And then we want to go back until the seventies. Do we call them the Cleveland guardians? Or do we say the team that was formerly known as the the Indians Indians, because we weren't really as politically correct back then? It's like, like, you know what I mean? It's like like uh, last year they wanted to, um, Take down. I think he did take down the Columbus Christopher Columbus statue. I forget where it was, but as a proud Italian American who's never gone to the parade, yeah, I can honestly tell you that I know Columbus's history, and I know that he raped and pillaged the Caribbean before he came to the United States, and I know the fucked up person he was. But I know the. I, I also know the significance of him being uh, who he is. Right? You shouldn't erase history. No matter how bad, no matter how good it is, you shouldn't erase it. It's a part. That's why. It's, that's why it was in our history books. That's why when I'm a sports guy, I look on fucking, um, you know, like uh, baseball reference, a football reference, a hockey reference, and it's just the nost- that I'm into nostalgia. You, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I do a, a <laughs> I do a fucking podcast about old school wrestling, right? I love nostalgia. I play tabletop baseball, football, hockey games. I t- I buy different seasons. Matter of fact, as we speak right now, I'm playing um. Uh, I'm replaying some of the season of the 1988-89 Los Angeles Kings. That that was Gretzky's first year as a king. And I wanted to see how he played with the dice and the cards and the charts against his former team, Edmonton. It was a fucking shootout, and he didn't even score. He got an assist, but it was like the Bernie Williams and uh, and Esatikinen show. But, I, 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 yeah, bad history is still history. Correct. It it needs to, you know, I, I, I remember... Um, a, Right after nine eleven, I, I was I was telling my sister because my nephew, Brandon was um, well he was born in, oh shit he was only like not even five years old yet he was still a baby, and I said wait till Brandon gets his he just graduated high school, I said wait till Brandon gets the history books about this shit you know, uh-huh. and it's like you know, you can't redo it man it, history is history, it's fucked up segregation was fucked up. War is fucked up. Can you do, do that in any sport? Because I want to suggest the Rockets were support. Yes, of course you can. You just you, you have to, you have to buy the game. Basketball is a hard the the the, the game I play. I have to buy a different basketball game because that fucking basketball game for Strat is too long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I could do I could definitely re-roll the Rockets and the Bulls. Rockets are still going to lose anyway. But it's besides the point. Sorry, Mario. I hate to, hate to break it to you. <laughs> that bench that that Bulls bench was way better. And I and, do, and I love Kenny the Jet Smith, bro. And I loved Hakeem, and I loved fucking Drexler. That was my boy. And they, and they beat the fucking Knicks in 94, and they shouldn't have. That's when it was good. But yeah, but, like, that team, though, that specific team, that beat, they beat Orlando, actually, in, in 95. They didn't mm-hmm. beat the Bulls. They beat the they were, um maybe they the conference young, finals. Young Shaq and, they, and young Penny, Penny Hardaway. Hardaway. Yeah. Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott fucking uh, Del Curry, Steph's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Jordan did stop the dream. I hate to break it to you. 
Um, but the, but and again, it was Jordan Ball. They fucking made all. I can't wait, guys. Next week I'll be in Springfield, Massachusetts. I won't be here. I'll, not Friday. I'll be in, I'll be in Springfield, Massachusetts on Thursday. Friday I'll be. And oh, no, I'm sorry. I'll be in Hartford on Thursday with Hartford. Mike Mike Norengong. We're going to a yard a yard goats game. And then I'm going to the basketball hall of fame on Friday. So oh, Jay, yeah. Jay and I are gonna probably pre-record something hopefully for you guys next week. But I'm, I I love going to basketball hall of fame because again I get to see history. Yeah, well, anything that's, nostalgia, that's, man. That's the idea is, and and it's so true. I was actually thinking of it recently too. Like if you don't learn from history, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's the idea of it. And I I, I think that's something that's kind of it's a part of today's landscape where it's yeah and, and listen this we've been dealing with this for for eons in the idea of go ahead <laughs> had a losing record against the rockets D- do not mandela affect this <laughs> <laughs> they um you know you think of you think of the 80s with the with the pmrc going against music rock music uh early you know even you know, John Denver held in for the freedom of speech type thing. You fill up my senses. <laughs> Sorry. And, he, you know, it's it's like it's the idea of like, well, if you're if you don't like what you listening to or watching, like, just don't watch don't it. Watch it's it. Anyone wrestling, you know, like and I, I, I that's the kind of, you know, that's the side of the fence. I really kind of stand on with this is that I like I'm sorry it offends you, but like. It's not saying it's not saying anything derogatory. Like I don't know. Like once again, I'm not an Indian. I you know I'm not trying to. I'm just I, trying I'm just saying, to all grasp. I'm, this. All I'm saying, bro, is I don't want them to change the name. But if they're gonna change the fucking name, make it a better, make one. it a cool name, yeah. man. I'm not even from Cleveland, and I got mad love for fucking Ohio. Yeah. I got a lot of heads out there. We got a lot of fans in Ohio, you know. But like, come on, did you guys see the upcoming figures? No, I want my fucking Bam Bam Bigelow and Big John Studd. That's what I want. Those are the the, the ones I want. And the Macho Man from fucking whatever the series that is that you messaged me about. <laughs> I don't I can't keep up with these fucking action figures, bro. I know Com- the San Diego Comic Con's dropping this weekend. There's a lot of fucking figures coming out. Oh, it's actually happening this year? I think so. Well, I don't know if it's fully happening, but yeah. I didn't I didn't see um a uh, buddy what the fuck is his name? The guy who wrote Headlocked. Um uh, I forgot his name already. I, I, it draws me a blank, but he goes all the Comic Cons because he sells all the shit. Uh-huh. You know? But um, it's like I, it, I can't keep up with it, and I can't afford it, especially with my son. He fucking, you know, I buy him a fucking uh, the Lucha Bros. Costs him almost sixty dollars with shipping, and he fucking opens them and plays with them. And I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you kidding? He's like, yeah. I did see the Jushin Thunder Liger figure that they just put out the pur- with the purple gear. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, that's beautiful. Again, and I want to make you know, I was talking to my buddy Dave over last weekend. It was his birthday. I think Stun Bam should be out in September, October. Good. That's your job. You guys should need to keep me posted on what this shit's doing. <laughs> but I was talking my man Big Dave last week, and he, he actually he, he wrestled locally. He's a Staten Islander, too. And we talk about wrestling. We always talk about wrestling when we were together. And he said, like, he goes, I, he goes, I don't know, man. He goes, I can't keep up with that shit. I said, what the, I said dude, I said, and he collects the, um, the mini belts. Okay, the, yeah. Uh, the ones that like wristbands. Yeah. He's got, a, like, glass cases for them and shit. And I was like, "Wow, that's pretty fucking cool." I have. He goes, "You have. To, you know what you should do, Phil? You should get a fucking a glass case and put all your fucking figures in it." And I'm like, "Dude, see, this, this is why I don't have enough room. I want to put a desk somewhere. I don't even have enough room. I'm doing a podcast on a fucking folding table with fucking snack trays, okay? Because we don't have real estate. You want me to put fucking glass shelves up and fucking display cases and whatnot? 
I got to mount that belt that fucking Richie got me, the AEW fucking replica. Yeah. Right? So, but, no, nah, I, I respect the game, though. It's a, There's a lot of beautiful figures. I did see the WrestleMania 3 figures that I want to get. They come with little mini rings. Oh, I didn't the, see that. The on, they oh, got, like they the, got like an, the, the golf you know, cart? The little, the little thing they came out in. They have an Andre one, and they have the, uh, and they have the, uh, thank you very much, Mario. I appreciate it. Um, uh, What do you call it? They have the, the Macho Man one, the Andre the Giant one. The Andre the Giant figure that I actually won is like a gazillion dollars now. The one he's in the machines mask. <laughs> That mask is fucking ridiculously expensive. Ain't that something, huh? Ain't that a, f- ain't that a hoot? <laughs> I got a Paul Orndorff. I have a, I have an Andre. Um, I should put them out. Elaine and Rob got me, got us a uh, Sheiky baby. We got Nikolai oh, yeah. and the Sheik. We got Freddie Blassie. We got SD Special Delivery Jones. I have a, a long head Andre inside. I got um. I got a bunch of them. I have a I, oh, you know what? I, I want to get the old LJN Big John Stud, and in King Kong Bundy. Bundy was my favorite. He was the heaviest. He threw him at my sister because he was the heaviest. <laughs> he used to fucking hit him in the head with him. I didn't care. Um, I got I got. It's funny. I you know next week or not next week? The week after, I'll bring. Um, I got the LJNs at home. I got a few of them at home. Yeah, and uh, if you look at the front of the computer, I know Sheiky fell. Yeah, I don't know if Jake could pick him up maybe, but uh, Sheiky Funko Pop fell. But we got Stan Lean. Michael Hayes, or was that Steve Kern? Um, That's Steve Kern. Steve Kern and 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 and, rub, and, uh, and Bendable Sting. Yeah. <laughs> SM Punk. Are you looking forward to the Hollywood Mattel figures? You see the Hollywood figures they put out? They got the no. Scorp- Scorpion King. They have Andre. <laughs> they have Andre as Bigfoot from the Six Million Dollar Man. No shit. Yeah, I didn't see that. Fucking cool as shit. I am, like I said to me, I I am so far. Like God bless you guys. I I there's so much stuff to follow, um, you know, uh, my girl's son Dylan. He he's into the Pokemon's, and it's funny today. He just said before, when I, before I left the house, he's like, Jay, I think you should get a new tattoo. I'm like, oh yeah, what should I get? He's like, you should get a Pokemon. I'm like, oh yeah, that's 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 how that goes. So he's he's into collecting and trading Pokemon cards and all this stuff. So and he makes fun of me the way I say Pokemon. It's I know it's Pokemon, but I say I always say Pokemon. Pokemon. I can't keep up with that Japanese anime shit, man. <clears throat> That's so, Choppy's fucking forte. Yeah, I can't. Um, but even like the figures, like I said, it's just like every other every other day. This is like, oh, there's this. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like I'm still wrapping my head around this stuff. So I I am not I am not the one uh, out of the three man power trip here. I am not a, I am not a part of that world. I like I like my little own little caveman world. Talk to me about baseball cards. I, I'm I'm in I'm in on that. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> I showed him this. You son of a bitch. I sh- I sh- I showed him that the other uh, last week. I was like, oh, you got to see this. Yeah, man. So WWE's coming out with a goon figure. I laughed my ass off. The they got Roddy Piper from They Live too. Oh, see now I want uh, the Piper. I would get. I want Piper, Mister T. But yeah. the problem is, I'd want to open it. Yeah. You can't open it. Can't. I want to open it. It's cool as shit, man. They're coming out with a... Mattel's coming out with some ring. Oh, my God. Jay, you got to see this. It's just insane. I, I don't have any room, dude. I live yeah. in a one-bedroom apartment. I wish. Maybe one day when I get a house again, I'm going to dedicate another room to my to my toys. You know? I have the, I have the horsemen. I have all the cool tag teams and figures. Yeah. Uncle Tank gave Hammer a bunch of figures, too. But I have... I have the fucking... The Road Warriors... I have the Horsemen, I have the Samoans with Albano, I have the Midnight Express, I have 
Um, oh my God, I have a whole bunch of tag teams. I have a uh, Jesus. I have so many. I have so many tag team wrestlers in, um, in the collection. But I have. But you know, I, I just I don't know, man. I have no idea. Yeah, like I said, to me, it's it, it's it's too much time. Like it's not that it's not time. It's time consuming. But uh, to me, I'm somebody that I got to do something 100. percent and like to me, I, I just uh, you wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to. That's why just when I be when my to. cousin Richie sent me the bulldog figure, I'm like, you know what's gonna happen, right? I'm gonna want the fucking band. I'm gonna I'm gonna want the Vader figure. Yeah, and I got one. Well, there's a few of them that I would I would like seek, but I, like that I cactus said, to me, Jack one you should get though. The one I, I just like to me, and like you said, and then and then it opens up, and then then you gotta get a shadow box, and then you gotta get a a, a, a case, and and there's just so much stuff where I just go. I would just like to look at it and go, man, that's really cool, and then put it down. Like I love going to yard sales. Yeah, I think I bought, I think I bought a Ricky Steamboat, and a and an Iron Sheik at the old English Town swap meet. Yeah, I was, was shit faced drunk, and I'm like, what is Shoppy, that? Shoppy took me there a few times, and um, that place is awesome. That place is awesome, and I like, I was like, that's where you would, that's where you find gold, like yard sales. You know, right, right, right. By Choppy's right. old house, they have. Right on the service road there, they got like uh, on Willowbrook talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and um, they got nothing over there. I've I've checked actually I checked again today. I had to go get blood work done, so I I did a quick browse, and uh, it's 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 an OCD thing because in your head you go I know there's something there that that's gonna be magical, and then you you go there and you're like fuck it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> but to me that like I said because it's just I see it I know how I am and that I would be exactly where you're at and to me that's I just I just can't I I don't want to take that step because then I know I'm going to go all in and you know you know that's actually probably a good segue all in but yeah Shaylin I, I I saw this I, I mentioned it before look see oh that's so awesome see uh, of course if I have that now I gotta rebuy my six million dollar man that I had in nineteen seventy eight. Yes, yes. I had awesome. I had the six million dollar man. I had Hollywood fucking elite, I had Oscar Goldman. I, I had the fucking up. briefcase. I had the fucking rocket ship. I am I love the six million dollar man. Steve I gotta Wilson. look that up. Yeah, the but, Hollywood elites. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna have to buy. If I buy him, I'm gonna have to buy the six million dollar man. That's and, and that's what. I, and, 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 <laughs> that's what. Uh, every time I always think of it, I always think of Michael Scott doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, that's exactly how I would be, and and like I said, to me, it's funny. It's funny how, as you get older, you know. <laughs> I had this conversation with the queen. I was like, you know how I know I'm getting older? She's like, why? I was like, cause like I'm, you know, kind of like figured out how to like save money and 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 do all the adult things. I guess you could say. I was like, and I'm not going out to buy uh the uh, a new Les Paul guitar or, or you know what I mean? Like that's stuff that I would have I would have. <laughs> <laughs> That's stuff I would have done years ago where it's just like, all right, man, I saved X amount of dollars. Great, let's go spend it. <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> that, I think that sounds like a new sound effect. Yeah, yeah, it is. Anyway, but but I did say all in if you want to go. Uh, where you want to go first? I think, I think we should go to AEW because AEW had some pretty big news. Um... First off, the show on Wednesday was awesome. How about Moxley losing the fucking I, I, IWGP I thought, US Championship? I, th- I thought of you right away. And Good. I know we, 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 we talked about it. You know, Arch is obviously signed to AEW, doesn't have it in New Japan, but doesn't mean that they can't work together. 
Um, one, it was a great match. Yes. Uh, Murda Hawk deserves to have this belt. I mean, you know, he should have had he should have had a run with the TNT. Did he have a no? He didn't have a run with the TNT belt. No, he was TNA <sighs> Tag Team Champion. Yeah. with the uh, Kid Cash. He um total nonstop attitude. By the way, awesome fucking. I I love Kid Cash. Uh, but Murder Hawk deserves to have this belt right now. I think this is going to be a good run. Got fucking hard weighed. Bad, you know, not bad, but fucking brutal you mean match. You hitting it, the, 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 what do you call it, the post you're talking about? Brutal match. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. I know you, I know you loved seeing Moxley lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my, I like that Moxley comes out to the Wild Thing music from the Cleveland yes. Indie, the well, Major League movie. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I know. How about that fucking uh, Tony Khan getting the rights for that? Tony Khan is getting a lot of shit, and man, did Chop Choppy went off this week on so it's 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 weird how he's not on the podcast right now, but he's on social media more than any any anybody. Right? <laughs> well, fucking listen, lunatic. Listen, you got You still gotta. You still gotta engage in conversation. So, yeah. T- t- uh, so yeah, the show was good. They're building Hangman and and Kenny Omega very very well. Yeah, I I, I feel like I feel like it's starting to it's happening quickly. And in light of recent rumors, which we're gonna we're gonna talk to later, um, I it's kind of changed my opinion on what can happen. And, and good, don't get me wrong. You mean the forbidden door thing, or are you talking about just in general? Just in general, booking general. Yeah, book in general, oh, because okay, I think okay. I think things are starting to happen. But I, I I think what was what I originally was thinking is gonna be Hangman's time. I think can wait. Because of of stuff that may may happen, and you know, but I I do like it. I think it's I think it's happening a little fast, uh, for 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 you know for my taste per se, um, but I I think Omega right now is just firing on all cylinders. I don't think I want to see him lose the belt just yet. I think that's kind of where it's stemming from. Too, he ain't losing well. anytime soon. Well, I, I mean, I, at all in, you never know. You know, he's got to like, lose it eventually. He's gonna have to lose it eventually, purposes, especially if the rumors are true about the yes. people they're bringing in. But uh, yeah, I, I, I that's that's moving along great. Um, you know, and next week is right. Next week it's gonna be Jericho against the new signee for AEW, Nick Gage. Yeah. All right. So let's get into that first. Yeah. So they brought Nick Gage in. We all know Nick Gage's past. We all know. His story, because you guys all saw Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. I didn't know his story, because I really didn't follow. I remember hearing I, about I, it. I remember hearing the feuds he had with Moxley and whatever, whatever. I didn't know he was a fucking addict. I didn't know he was arrested for robbing a bank with no mask on, yeah. which I thought MGF was brilliant for doing that in his promo. Um, He's brilliant regardless. It's you know what I'm saying? Um, So everybody was like... A couple of our fans too. People were like, "Oh, it's great." Tony Khan brings in fucking criminals, and and I said, and "So Choppy of all people went in and was like, first of all, he, and Choppy went on record and said at least twenty five percent of the actors and actresses that he's worked with or know in the industry have been incarcerated, of course. have done some kind of some kind of crime. If you go take a rap sheet of all the wrestlers that have been arrested." Or the wrestlers that take loads to the face on their free time, or the or the ones that died, bef- and, but before they died, they did drugs and got arrested and took loads to the face, or 
How about Ken Patera wrecking a fucking McDonald's and going yeah. to prison? How about, uh, I mean, everybody got, a, a lot of fucking heads got arrested. Um, You fans are fucking privileged. You fans have way too much information in front of you. You, you, you don't utilize it properly. You'll take every clickbait fucking dirt sheet website and you'll take it and you'll run to your fucking Facebook. You'll run to your Instagram. You'll run to your Twitter and you'll fucking say, I'm the first. I posted this. I post. That's why when you guys post on, on Throwbacks page, me, Rob, Choppy, we all have to fucking delete, delete. Because like 17 of you post the same shit at the same time. It's like, and and I love the fact you guys are, are are engaging because it makes my fucking job a lot easier because I work fucking sixty hours a week, so it's it's great that you guys can do that for us. I re, and I totally appreciate it. But I, and I quote the great Don Tony, I don't want to be first. I want to be right. Yeah. Okay. And yes, adults do ruin wrestling. Fans who think they know too much ruin anything that they're rooting for. Whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's movies, pop culture, and more importantly, professional wrestling. If Tony Khan wants to bring in Nick Gage as part of an angle to fight Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho's even changing back to the alter ego, the pain maker. Hell yeah. Going back to the pain maker, going to New Japan the style. The God of War. The God of War, the fucking demo, the demo god, the fucking Le Champion, if yes. you will. Right? Um,. I like it. You know why? Because it puts it, it gives Nick Gage some more fucking exposure because he's on a comeback now and with uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Yep. And he's about to fight Matt Cardona for that title. Which is going to be awesome. Right. And it just, it just again, it another door was open forbiddenly. We're plugging more companies. We're bringing more people in. Why can't you people accept the fact that these companies want to work together. Who gives a shit if he was fucking arrested and robbed a bank? My father robbed a bunch of shit. He's still a good fucking dude. Well, my point is, is that you can't fault people for what they've done. If he paid his debt to society, if he's not a jerk off, if he's good to animals, if he's a good fucking citizen, then let the man make his money. Never, and my father, to, my father told me this before Jay-Z would rap about it. Do never knock another man's hustle. Never knock another man's hustle. A lot of Biggie Smalls used to talk about fucking rap about selling drugs to feed his daughter. Why? Because he was stupid and dropped out of school and had no job. So what he would do, he thought by selling drugs, he was okay. But you know what? He realized, oh my God, I'm not going to jail again. I should use this the fucking rap thing as, to my advantage. I'm really fucking good at it. Okay? If you can do something productive and not only profit from it, but engage in, in, in a bigger, wider audience... And get this and get this thing over the top the way it should be, then why not? Why can't Tony Khan do that? Why can't Tony Khan buy the rights to Jungle Boy's music and, and now uh, Moxley's music? Why can't Tony Khan be a fucking money mark that he is? Because you know why he why can't why you know why no because he can because he can he can and you know what it's not really that fucking bad. Yeah, the booking's bad once in a while. Yeah, do we have to see Chavo Guerrero back on TV? Yeah, of course we do. Um, do we have to see fucking them sign people? We'll get into that in a couple of seconds. This is what it is. Vince did it in the 80s. In the 80s. He cherry-picked the fucking... Every major territory he picked. He got Steamboat, Valentine, Orndorff, Dr. D. David Schultz, Santana, uh, fucking the Bulldogs. 
He picked Calgary, Mid South, Midwest, A-W-A. Southwest. I, I just he picked every territory, and that's why we have that's. Do, and the reason why, and you know what's cool? The throwback tonight, 80% of those fucking guys were all territory guys. Yep. So you know what? You guys can fucking go scratch. Go scratch. Take a fucking chill pill. Suspend your disbeliefs and pretend that you're fucking 10 years old again because you know what? I'm giddy. I don't, I'm not a big Nick Gage fan. I'm not even a big Jericho fan. I like Jericho, but he's not my favorite. But you know what? I'm invested now as a fan. Yeah. I want to see him win this gauntlet he gets to, to get to MJF. You know? I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see New Japan work with them again. And fucking MLW and, 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 and all these fucking feds. It's like, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's more television. It's more. More is better. And it's different. It, it's oh, it, You know what, Jay? And it, sometimes it's not, but it's still different from what you, you've been seeing. Yeah. It's different from fucking Raw. Absolutely. It's different from SmackDown. And yes. I had this conversation all day, I put, and I was talk, talking to Nick German. I'm like, and I'm going to say it again. Their, their shit is not for us anymore. Their shit is not for us anymore. Okay? It's not. And But I enjoyed Money in the Bank. You have the results? I enjoyed it, yeah. Okay, we'll get, we'll get it in a few minutes. Yep. Um, we'll get, but I, I must tell you that... If you can't, again, I'm going to say this again. If you can't watch a pay-per-view or a Raw or a SmackDown and pick out one solid fucking promo or one decent match or one solid fucking um, uh, segment, what are you doing? Go watch The Masked Singer. <laughs> okay? Go watch fucking, um, uh, what's that? Below Deck that, that Stephanie watches. Go watch, go watch The Real Housewives of whatever fucking town you live in. Okay, stop it, stop it. As Jimmy Norton would say, it stinks, and I don't like it. You know what? Yep. Where's my fucking? I don't have that soundboard anymore. But the, uh, but to me, like I said, it's you know somebody trying, like you said, trying to hate on somebody. Okay, I'm sorry. What did you say, Jimmy? Jimmy, where are you, where are you, Jimmy? He stinks, and I don't like him. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like you said, like you're trying to hate on somebody that 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 one is trying to make a living and at what he does. Um, listen, if we're gonna if we're gonna judge people by their pasts, and then half the working world wouldn't be where they are. It's let's just call it what it and is. And do me a favor, stop with the he's not a wrestler, because if he wasn't a wrestler, he wouldn't be on that television. Exactly. You if think he wasn't a wrestler, he wouldn't be on a major networked wrestling television show. Yeah. It's like who who was that fucking who's that guy? Oh shit. This stupid backyard guy. Um which one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's a my bunch God. of them. There's oh, a bunch it's, of them. It's, it's killing me right now. But he would jump off the chair into the barbed wire. Superhuman. Super yeah. It's not that guy wrestling Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? Like he, But you know what? He's been on wrestling shows. Yes. He he, he as has an attraction. Been, as an attraction. Nick Gage He's he's not him, but he's also an attraction. Like he's like an old school guy that you would bring around, and he has is he one dimensional? I guess you know he he is, but he's had great fucking matches. Look up his match with David Starr. Look up his match with um. Didn't he fight his brother a bunch of times? I think before, he fought his brother. His CZW. brother retired. Yeah, yeah. they had some good matches. Um, I think even Orange Cassidy. 
uh, I'm not surprised. Matt says about the generation that watched Gorgeous George and then had to, wa- as an adult, watch Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold. There's a generation gap. Yeah. But you, but you know something, Matt? Before 2005, we wouldn't have had this problem because of YouTube and, and like Daily Motion and shit like that, right? But my thing is, is like, there's so much wrestling on TV. We didn't have this much wrestling as kids on TV. We didn't have any of this stuff. This was the dream when we were a kid. It's a wet dream. Like, reading your magazines, like, can you imagine if Devon Eriks wrestled in, the, in Madison Square Garden? Can you imagine if the Road Warriors came before they did? Yeah. Can you imagine if Andre went to fucking, went back to AWA as a fucking heel? Like, these are things that you wanted as a kid, but you, you, you know, you, but some of these things can come true now. You're getting, f- you're getting quality. First of all, when we were kids, you didn't get fucking quality matches until there was an event. Yep. Okay, you got an hour of jobbers and promos. That's what you got. You got Dale Wolf and Steve Lombardi and the fucking Monkey Brothers and Jose Luis Rivera and SD Jones and Mario Mancini and all these fucking jerk-offs that would fight our guys, our heroes and villains, right? That's how you would get. And then you would get the promos, the Flower Shop, Piper's Pit, Brother Love. You would get all that stuff. You get Tuesday Night Titans. You would get, um, uh... What was the fucking uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan show on USA? Primetime. Primetime wrestling. That's that's where you... I mean, this is a gift. This is a gift from the wrestling gods. This is a gift to you. Take the fucking... You don't like it. You don't like... You ever get a fucking Christmas gift? And it, my mother's the first one to do this. You know, If you don't like it, you can return it. Like, okay, then, then I'll return it if I don't like it. <laughs> Here, I'm not going to watch it, okay? I haven't watched a full episode of Monday Night Raw, a full episode without fast-forwarding it, since the day after Mania. Yeah. And that's when I flew down to Florida. And that's when I flew down to Florida because my grandmother passed away that week. But I watched fucking Raw that morning, packing my bag. But to me, like you said, and and it's evident because of of this past Monday's Raw, and then all of a sudden, they... It shows you. I, I I just wanted like before we go into before we go into raw, we have to talk about yeah the the but alleged signings. Nick 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 Gage, I think deserves to be where he's at right now, even if it's a tryout. You know, Eddie Kingston got the same kind of look. Bring him in. Let's see what happens. And look look how good fucking Eddie Kingston is. Nick Gage, his promos. Is he is he a TNT or TV? They're going to soon to be TBS. No, he's not. He's not meant for that. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve a chance. You know what I mean? It, and once again, if you're going to judge people by by their past actions, <clears throat> I mean, the guy that's flipping your burger at, at McDonald's, does he deserve to be there? We don't know what happens. Everybody makes a fucking mistake. I don't think Nick Gage is walking around every day going, yeah, I robbed the bank. What what about it? <clears throat> Clearly, he was at a... I didn't see the, the, the dark side. I've I seen bits and pieces of it. Oh, you have to watch But... It. You know, to me, I'm somebody that, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover, you know, and, 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 and you can't. And I, I seen that <clears throat> you show me you show me Choppy's thing and I laughed because like Choppy went in, you know, and yeah. and to me and it wasn't really much. I didn't, at least I didn't see much pushback on on it, but it, it doesn't matter. The point the point is, is whether he got pushed back or not. The point is, is that. It happens to, like you said, it happens to everybody, man. Yeah. It's like, don't knock anybody else's hustle. You don't know where somebody's been, man. You don't know. 
uh, I'm not justifying what Nick Gage is. Like, you know, I I was told by an ex-girlfriend that I I make the best out of the worst of people. Because, you know, I, I know a lot of, I, I know a lot of people who are amazing people in my life, but have done terrible fucking things, right? And it's, uh, I, I was recently at a, at a wake, and I saw a friend, uh, who I, who I've been friends with since I'm four, like four years old, and he's 51 now, he's a little older than me. And he was always the older kid on the block with his friends, right? And he said, you know what? We were angels with dirty faces. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, we were, remember that Jimmy Cagney movie? I'm like, yeah, of course. He goes, we were angels with dirty faces. We took care of our neighborhood. We took care of the people who loved us. We, we lived and died for the people who did the right thing by us and, and vice versa. Not everybody's going to be in the same boat you are. Not everybody's going to live the same life, have the same experiences, live the same thing. And I, ta- I say this to my mom all the time. Take care of the people who take care of you. If Nick Gage can get this opportunity, first of all, he's there for a reason. Yeah. They didn't just, you know, randomly pick a fucking deathmatch wrestler. You know, um, he's got a lot of notoriety lately. Insert, yeah, insert deathmatch wrestler now. Like, right. no, of course he, they picked him for a reason. Against and they're putting him against their top, their top guy. Well, and you think, and, and you think he's going to be that dangerous? You think Jericho at this stage of his? Let's fucking be career? honest. Chris Jericho was their franchise player. Well, hands down, yeah. He was their first signee. He was the first one to sell to, to sell the, the product to everybody in a, in a press conference in Jacksonville, Florida. He was the first one to say, "I'm all in." Sign me up, okay? And you know what? People knew what they were getting themselves into, and now he's building stars. He's going to build Kenny Omega. They're going to build Hangman Page, and and the Bucks are going to build FTR and uh, Pride and Powerful and fucking who will fight fight each other next week. Yep. Um, So before you fucking judge, before you put your fucking memes up and all your bullshit... All right. Think about where that person's been cuz you have not been there. Yeah. You've never been there in your life. Okay? You've never been there in your life. Think about that for a second and and fucking let that sink in. Um so it's also been noted that and Double A was one of the first the 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 posted that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon, is in negotiations with AEW. Jay, your thoughts? Uh, I think it is good um, for all parties involved. I think it's a little surprising that he's not somehow or another didn't come to an agreement with WWE, which leads me to believe that it's either one of two things. We all know uh, Danielson's um, desire to wrestle elsewhere, i.e. Mexico, Japan, you know, various independents. I think he wants a true, true independent contractor thing. Um, I think he, I think he just wants more creative freedom, which he had in WWE. But you know, he went on record. He was he main evented this year. Arguably was was shoehorned in. Um, you know whether that's the case or not, but that's what it kind of seems like. He um, but. He was on record as saying that he didn't feel that special. So I think, you know, it's like every like people have said in WWE that it it takes the passion out of it for you. And he's somebody that's a hundred percent in. I think him going to AEW um, is it's it's kind of two or threefold where it's and if the other name is true, now you're talking a whole game changer. It's it's it's. 
Dan- the, the 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 Brian Danielson signing, if this is true, um, is big in the sense of that he's fresh off um, WWE TV. He's a top player there. He is in uh, widely regarded, uh, especially since being in WWE, but even before then, his ROH stuff, his Japan stuff, his independent stuff in general was always good but him he, he brought it to another level and to me I think that rings true I think that's why he's taking his chances just it's the idea of I've already been in the E I've done this um, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's to help the company as much as it's to end his career on his terms if that makes sense and I think the same could be said about the other name which will you know obviously everybody knows but for 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 Brian Danielson himself, this is big. I think this is really big stuff at AEW. Um, I don't think it's as surprising. Um, I and because we haven't seen him, he hasn't been mentioned. They did show him on Backlash, but they of course they showed him on his back. Um, but he uh, not Backlash, Money in the Bank, but they um, but he hasn't been said of. And like you said, from everything I'm reading. They took his name off the WWE 2K licenses. So, I, as as far as I know, to me, that's a very good. Um, that's like the canary in the coal mine to see that he's not going back to the E, and he's probably AEW bound. I'm gonna give you my opinion and answer Matt Squire's question at the same time. Uh, his question is: Do you think AEW is getting to the point where WWE was the last few years, where you get all the toys and not enough time to play with them? Mm. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, I think his contribution to wrestling will go way above his character in the ring. Why? Because everything he did, he did well. He's a fine performer, um, and I think his contribution to the locker room, which is what AEW has a lot. They just resigned Jake Roberts. They resigned a bunch. They have a lot of road agents with great Sherry Lynn yep. and Dean Malenko, the shooter who has my birthday. I keep saying that. I don't, I don't care. Um but they have a lot of people in the back. So is it maybe the too many Chiefs, not enough Indians type of thing? Yes. Um, do I think – I don't think it's at, – at this point in his career, if you're going to put him in, in, this, in, this, in this particular spot, it's got to go big. The problem I have with it is, though, you got a couple of guys that are in line that should be, that should be first. You know, like Hangman Page and yes. you know, guys, like, you know, guys like that. That's where it, that's where it does get a little – Right, so maybe they do, right? Which leads me to CM Punk, okay? Which apparently he's allegedly, according to all the clickbait, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram fucking gimmicks, right? Even TikTok was talking about it. Um, He's also in negotiations to make a wrestling comeback. And it's not just one outlet. It's every single outlet that's picking up different different types of articles, right? Um, I tend not to bite on everything, there's certain sites where I'll uh, I won't I won't I won't give them away because they're they're like sources to me because even though they're public they're not very they're not very talked about so even like the the sites that I even look at that are not that are that have been that are pretty accurate are saying that he's in negotiations to make a wrestling comeback. CM Punk is like Jay said would be a de- definite game changer. It would give them more credibility to what they have now. If they don't utilize him properly, same thing with Danielson, if they don't utilize him properly, 
then you're going to get that sour grapes. You're mm-hmm. going to get that, oh, man, shit booking, money mark, da 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 you know, but yet they're buying them. They're, they're on TV, and we're still. I'm buying, um, we have tickets. Yeah. You know, we're going. I'm going to the stadium show. We just found out. So, and we're going to Newark too. I think. I'm not mad because I love both those guys to death. Like I, I in the last twenty years, they're two of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. You know, so I would love to see them on TV again, especially Punk. Punk is Punk embodied everything I loved about wrestling. He was punk rock. Yes. He was DIY. He was fucking. He was New York hardcore. He's not even from New York. He's everything I loved about wrestling up until the 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 um when he did the the promo the um the pipe bomb the, the pipe bomb right. Um. So too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Maybe not enough toy. Uh, too many toys, not enough time to play with them. Possibly. Probably more accurate. Probably more accurate. It's a great, great. But line. to to me. Both of those guys, let's just say one of them goes, but if if both of those guys go, it is a game changer. And, you know, to me, Money Mark, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, what's more surprising to me is AEW signing Brian Danielson. Um, because CM Punk. I, it, it's once again, it's always it's professional wrestling, music, never say never. There's no such thing as never. And, and it really it doesn't. I don't even know if it matters dollars and cents wise. Uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure I'm sure it's a good penny. Don't get me wrong, you know, but I, I, I would venture to say these two motherfuckers are all about the love of the game. That's one thing you have to say about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on Love of the Game with Punk for a minute, and I'll tell you why. His failed MMA experiment. Um, he thought he was gonna write for Marvel Comics long term. It didn't happen. Okay, he's done some commentary. Doesn't pay very well. Okay, so, and he's very frugal. Yeah. So he's not like he's not spending his money. So I'm not saying he's poor, but he's in his forties now. So if he gets one more run, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Of course. I, once again. Right. But, I'm, but, I'm, but it's the idea with, with of... Daniel, with Daniel Bryan, though, it's different because he's not only not, not for, in it for the money, he's definitely in it for the love of the game. And now these guys are in a spot where they can choose their spots. Yes. So I want to see what they... You know, what Matt's question is, we get all the toys, not enough time to play with them. I wonder how much creative control... These guys can get now, like the Jerichos and the Omegas and the Bucks and the fucking the Good Brothers and, and, like, you know, these guys. Because let's be honest here, and Moxley, for sure Moxley. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's very colorful. Um, how much can they get and how much of the vault is Tony Khan willing to throw at them? It's not about – it's no longer about – Getting the the brand because now the brand is out there. You're making your money. You're getting the ratings. You're getting extra shows added. You're getting pay per view buys. Yeah, and not doing it every month. And I'm so fucking happy about that. I like the four a year. Okay, it it builds makes great stories, right? So now it's like, what do you do um, with these guys when they get here? Everybody's a armchair quarterback. You and I, you and I have fantasy book choppy fantasy book. Our fans do it. 
We all fantasy book. We all say this, that, and the third. We all have an opinion, which is why we make that. You know, opinions make the world go round, right? Yeah. Um, but you have to wonder though, how much of a character they're gonna be when they come back? Because you know, punk's punk is punk. Punk's not wearing a mask. He's not being anybody else. Daniel Bryan, on the other hand, he can pull it off, but it's 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 a it's it's a thin line with well, that. Well, you, you know? got you got you got two different styles. You got. Brian Danielson, who is just as soon as that bell rings, probably not many people could touch him inside that ring. Correct. Character wise, entertaining wise, performing wise, even you know technically speaking, Punk, um, who one great worker in his own right, but he's making money with his mouth. That's what people are gonna pay to see with Punk. Okay. Is Perfect. Yes. You want to see absolutely, absolutely. And who's the first guy to line up? Uh, if you have CM, first off, his his where it where it matters. They they don't need these guys, Matt. No, nah, they don't need them. I, like I don't WCW think towards the towards the end. I don't when think they got they Mike need Awesome them. and all these extra guys. Yeah, but it's 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 two different. You talk about two different extremes. You think so? I think so. Oh yeah, WCW at that point was a sinking ship. AEW clearly not sinking. Um, WCW at that time plagued, plagued by politics. Now I'm not saying that there's no politics backstage at politics AEW. Politics every fucking there's show. Politics dude. everywhere, but to me, it's not as prevalent as as it would be in WCW. To me, ideally, I mean, you think of you think of a Punk, MJF face off. That's just I I would pay I would pay virtually any amount of money to see that. Um. But I think Punk coming back as a heel is just—it just makes perfect fucking sense. As soon as he comes in, gets the big crowd fucking—you know—everybody loves seeing him. Boom! Instantly shits on the fans, calls them all, calls us all mocks, and fucking we want to see his ass kick because you know what? Fuck you! Now you're old. Blah blah blah. But I, you know, it goes back to what I said. I think this is something that, you know, I think much like Edge. You know, and to me, this is a good question. I, I and P- people saying contracts have been signed. Wow. So they, they, I, I listen. I don't doubt it. I definitely do not doubt it. Yeah, I'm sorry. One, this has this exp- exponentially had just raised up the buy rates for all out or all in, whatever, whatever, which one it is. Because um, it's in Chicago. What better fucking place for CM Punk to show up than than there? Obviously. Um. But. It does beg to the ask the question. Remember we, a few years ago when Punk was in the E, you know, he was he was shitting on guys like like a Brock, like like uh not Goldberg, but but the He Rock. was shitting on the booking. He yeah, but he was shitting on the part timers. You know, all that stuff. Bringing guys in for Bringing guys ratings. in and now they're in that position. That like I said, at what point Obviously, Monday night, WWE, first off, completely, whatever high they had from Money in the Bank, they completely shit the bed for me on Monday when they brought Goldberg in. Like, I don't want to see Gold. Like, I don't. I thought the Cena thing was fucking magnificent. Cena's great. I can't wait to watch SmackDown tonight. Cena, I'm recording it. The, the, the idea of Cena is great. But to bring Goldberg in, especially when we've missed Keith Lee for how long, 
Oh, that whole night they made cross job to uh, Matt Hardy. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a whole Jeff other. Jeff Hardy. That's a whole other. But dude, like, and they and then they bring they bring Keith Lee back to get squashed, which is great in his hometown. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's. But uh, but it's also like because and then you bring in Goldberg to challenge Lashley. I'm not denying that that Mac match could be intriguing, but. I, I to to come in right away, Goldberg. I'm challenging you for the belt. Like, what the fuck have you done, Goldberg? Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, but what makes the CM Punk, Brian Daniels thing different? It's really virtually not that much different, except for the caliber of Matt says it's mentally. Yeah, like it's two different things, but it's the same mentality. Yes, it, it, yeah, that's perfect way to put it. And and to me, I'm excited for it. I think this is a game changer. I think. I think this is going to do no- I I think it's going to help once again. It's going to help the business as a whole as 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 everybody is going to feed off of this because now all of a sudden AEW is going to come in, the E is going to step their game up. Um cuz like I said, money in the bank to me, top to bottom was a good card. When was the last time we were able to say that about a WWE event? WrestleMania was good. But this was a good card. And to me, to come back on Monday night, to, to have that high and then be deflated by, by Goldberg challenging Lashley, fuck. Like, we have Cena coming back challenging Roman Reigns. So to me, you know, you already have a quote-unquote nostalgia act coming in. You don't need, you don't need two challenging for the belt. And, uh, you know, I understand a pop the rating type thing. <clears throat> like I said, that's exactly what they were trying to do with Cena. You know, Cena came back on Sunday. It was a perfect thing. Didn't come out. Didn't have to say anything. They instantly advertised him for Raw. First thing, he's going to come out. Yo, people are tuning in. I don't know what the rating was for Raw, but I'm sure I'm sure it, it did a decent number. Um, but at what point? Is it going to be the same? Like I said, Christian Cage came in for AEW, and I love Christian. He's one of my favorites. Um, did he? Has he moved the needle? Unfortunately, the answer is no. But once again, where is it going to get convoluted? Where now all of a sudden, your Sonny Kisses, your Joey Janellas, even even your Frankie Kazarians, you know, who I love Kazarian. Um, these guys are going to be pushed down a little bit further to make room for it. Now I get it, you know. You got to have different varieties. That's why that's what makes a a good restaurant a good restaurant. You got to have different dishes. So I I get that aspect of it. And overall, I think this is a great thing. But I do agree. At what at what point is enough enough? And I think that is kind of going to be coming to fruition soon. I, I agree. <clears throat> but overall, I love it. I love to listen, CM Punk coming in. I think you, you bring CM Punk in as a heel because he can get it done. The fans want to cheer him. But if he comes in and starts motherfucking us and calling us mocks, you've been chanting my name. I've been gone for so long. I didn't even fucking care about you then. I care about you even less now. And like, and then, you know, that idea of that I'm bigger than you, almost like a Hollywood rock or even Batista before he left the first time. Like, that type of character that has been done, Punk can pull it off. Um, and then, you know, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, you can, you can bring in 
you know, have him work with the underneath talent. You know, you know, you know it can get done. So I, I think all in all, that's a powerhouse move by AEW, and, and it's not that surprising that they got it done. If you ask me, I'm not surprised. I'm I'm, su- I'm more surprised about Punk because, you know, a year ago he wasn't coming. You know, he, he wasn't. Coming no, but back. he's always left the door open, which he's smart because he, he said it. And, and I, listen, I wanted to see him against Osprey. You know, he said, "Come talk to me after the summer." Guess where we're coming up to? After the summer, whatever Punk has going on, movies, shows, whatever the shit. He said, "Come talk to me after the summer." Maybe he would defend the IWGP belt. To me, that would have been an intriguing match. And in, in and of itself, I mean, Osprey's not much of a talker on, on, on the mic. That's surprising to me. I, 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 I knew if he was coming back, and I'm sure he's been contacted by ROH. I'm sure. That's they, where I wanted him to go. Yeah, you know. and listen, that's not where the money is. It's just where the passion is, though. I, I, and, and like you said, I mean, that's where, like you said, that's where maybe you question his... His passion. His finances, yeah. But listen, is but what's more intriguing to have matches with? MJF, you know, Kenny Omega, you know, who's he going to have matches with, you know, in ROH? Bandito, you know, yeah. Roosh. Like how, how Chris there's Nick, only this. Chris Dickinson, Homicide. You know, well, those would be great matches, and, and especially on the mic. But especially on the mic, I get that. Jonathan Gresham. But. The Briscoes. You, but there's more bang for your buck. Oh no, hundred yeah. percent. I'm just being. I'm being. I'm being. I'm being a, a, a mark. I'm being a a, yeah. a a selfish, overweight mark. That's what I am. Over, <laughs> overall, I think it's going to be a great move, and especially if everybody's saying it's. I think it's a done deal. I think, I you know even now, and, and there's no better way to have Punk come out than all out. It's it's the only thing that makes sense. It's in Chicago. It's in Chicago. I know he put up a tweet about uh, what was the song. I'm wearing the Chicago colors tonight. Yeah, I was just gonna say he, he he put out a a tweet about the the song that the the Bulls come out to, and it's gonna be at the United Center. Like so, it's you know, Punk is always very he's very good at at ribbon on the square. So to me, uh, what the you mean the intro the Bulls used to use? Yeah, you know who else did used to use that right? No. Uh, Ricky Steamboat used to use that. Hold on. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean this one. Hold on. You mean the Alan Parsons thing, right? Yes. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, it's fucking... I, man, I can't stand these fucking ads. Like, no one's buying this shit anyway. Yes. This is, right? I think so, Ricky yeah. Ricky Steamboat used to use this. But I know... And I know Punk put it up, but Punk is very good at... He's, very, he's like on social media. He's very. He's good. like he's like the the modern day John Lennon, where he's using the media to his advantage. Yes, of course. You know, and so to me, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Once again, if this ha- if this happens, and I think it's going to, this is WWE. You got to stop bringing Goldberg back. You got to start step your game up. Step your game up. Or, that, or reinvent, I mean, not reinvent, but get some better booking in there, you know? Yeah. So that being said, I think, I think, you know, we'll, we'll run down uh, Money in the Bank, which, by the way, I, I love Money in the Bank. I, I think, I think the, the concept, not even the concept, I th- the car, the, the execution, oh, no, the, car, no, the execution good, was, good. was good. I enjoyed it. And the Usos, like we said, won the belts. It's true. Um, 
Did you see the Dominic figure they're making? No, I didn't. <laughs> you would you would even say he goes, he doesn't even deserve to have an entrance. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm sorry. If Punk is John Lennon, you better give him a vest. Uh, hey oh. Oh, uh, that's pretty good actually. That was pretty good. That's not as good as uh Spock's uh uh Eric Clapton can't babysit. Oh, stop it. That's that- <laughs> fucking Mott Spock and his babysitting skills. Um, no one should put him in charge of children. But Usos, Usos over the Mysterios. Love you, buddy. Not, not surprising. I th- and it just does not. It does everything to further the storyline of Roman Reigns. Even Roman Reigns on, on the pay per view. You know, kind of. Hit, po- Yo, did you see him and Heyman's face though? They did so good. Yeah. When his music hit, I'm like, you motherfuckers were booing this dude a couple of years ago. He fucking his music hit. And the entire crowd lost their mind. You couldn't pipe that in, dude. That was classic. I'm like, yeah. see? You, mother, you hypocrite motherfuckers. I can't stand you, Marks, man. God dang it. But it was good. Nikki Cross won. Yeah. I want her to win. Um, How about Charlotte? So not surprising. No, I, we, we called it. Called it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was good. I mean, the whole call was good. Um, McIntyre taking a beating again. He's becoming the new Ricky Morton. I love it. Yeah, and you know, you know, at what point is it just something to do for 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 the time being, or are they trying to get Jinder Mahal back over? Like it's it seems a little weird. Yeah, I can see Jay's reflection on his phone. You, yeah. you, you texting over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tape is texting. <laughs> the Queen. The Queen. The Queen. Anything else? We're going to break. Uh no, but I love Big E being the money in the bank really quick. I I I yep. I think that's another one I I you know I really could see this going somewhere. Um, as as uh as Nori would say on on the Drink Chance podcast, give the man his flowers. That's it. Give the man his flowers. I agree. So and and like I said, I I I wanted to talk really quick about. That's what I'm upset about is they um, you know. Coming off that, such a great pay per view, everything. Oh, and then they ruined it. The comeback with Goldberg, like fuck, and just, man, and, and Cross. Oh yeah, jobbing. I don't, I don't care so much about jobbing to Jeff Hardy. That doesn't bother me. But you stripped him of his entrance with with Scarlet, like that. His entrance. Well, they would, they, they, they would, go, they were doing that regardless. They, they're not, they're not big on her. And listen, uh, whatever. So then keep crossing fucking NXT. But how? But listen, just storyline purposes. How do you job to a returning Jeff Hardy, and then still be NXT champion and be this badass who's now defending against Samoa Joe? Apparently. Well, now we all know who's gonna win. Because it, it just. Like that just took the sales out of everything you liked about about Cross, and he's a great talent. Yeah. Right. But like, and I'm this is not I'm not shitting on Jeff Hardy, but like, wrong place, wrong time, wrong match. Yep. Like he should be creaming. Jeff Hardy should be putting those guys over. It's not Jeff's fault, obviously, but I'm saying like he should be in that role right now. Like yeah. Matt is. Like yeah. Matt Hardy is. Yes. Yes. He's he's doing that for his people. He's taking the fucking L's all the time. If Biggie cashed in on Goldberg, how that will put him over? If Biggie cashed in, period, that's gonna put him over without a doubt. And like I said, especially, I mean, that's why I don't. That's why I think you know Lashley's gonna win. Lashley needs to win. Lashley has been doing fucking everything good so far. He needs to win over Goldberg. He doesn't need. 
he doesn't need the rub to beat Goldberg, but we got to keep Goldberg out of the fucking championship picture. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not upset with bringing Goldberg back. Whatever you signed him to, to whatever cockamamie fucking deal you signed him to. Okay, whatever. Bring him in. Give him his fucking match. Give him somebody he can work with. And listen, it's the same thing I it's the same thing I used to say about Brock Lesnar. I'm tired of seeing these three minute, four minute matches. What are you paying these guys for? Like, you want to get rid of fucking talent, actual talent, you know, underneath guys, all these guys that are running up and down the roads, fucking trying to make you money. And then you're going to bring in Goldberg for a sweetheart deal and, and, and pay him fucking God knows what for four minutes worth of work. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't I don't see how that does Goldberg in 2021 really push the needle. I, I don't know. I, I want to venture. No, besides the reaction he got in the crowd, which was I'm not saying it was cold and I'm not saying it was hot, but it's not it's not moving the needle that much to me. And you that that's where if AEW has locked these guys in, Vince has got to hit that drawing board and go, how do we make Roman Reigns into a bigger star than he is right now? And what they are doing with him is perfect. Keep that going. Keep that momentum. I think what they're doing with Lashley is perfect. Same thing. They brought Finn back as a as, as a uh, on SmackDown last week. Keep him in the hunt. You know, make him challenge Lashley after this. Or he came back on SmackDown. But regardless, whatever the case may be, you need to make stars. Cena coming back, I love it. I love Cena coming back. He cut a good promo on Monday. I'm sure he cut the <clears throat> great promo here. I love seeing his reaction. He lo- You could see his passion ooze off of his face on Sunday. Um... And Roman Reigns is going to come in and fucking beat him. Dead to rights. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying squash fashion, but you got to beat you got to beat the guy. So, yeah, I'm WWE has got a has got a, a, a tall mountain to climb the next few months. That's for sure. If what is happening going to happen. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Does it just show how smart Vince is sometimes? Everybody hated Roman Reigns two years ago, and now he's the hottest heel. It just shows to give talent some time. I disagree with that because we we were being forced to accept him as a babyface. And, you know, I don't know how much of his character he has now. Maybe he has Heyman in his ear. Whatever the case may be, what's different now is... The Heyman thing was genius. <coughs> yeah. Whoever, oh, yeah. Whoever booked that is probably Heyman himself. What's What's different now is Roman seems more comfortable as this cocky... In his character. Yes. Yes, 100%. He seems 100%. more comfortable now than... 100%. I mean, he did a really good job, you know, putting the company on his back. He, he did do that, but for right now, what he's doing... He's untouchable right now in WWE. He's, it's Roman Reigns and everybody else beneath him right now. Yeah. A lot of good stuff going on in pro wrestling, kids. Just keep it locked, and we'll uh, continue to fucking praise it or shit on it. It's what we do here on Termical Throwbacks. There's no medium with us. Yeah. <laughs> no medium. 
All right, listen, let's take a quick break. We're going to plug our friends, and we have a cool throwback for you tonight. I enjoyed this so much. My Padawan found yet some more good footage for us to fucking watch. He's getting better and better every month. (laughs) I'm so proud of him, and this is no bullshit. And uh, it just... These these type of cards just make you make you appreciate why you you're a fan because yeah. it it brings you back to a better time in your life, no matter how old you are. But you remember where you were, who you were with, and all those happy horseshit. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. It's Phil. It's Jay. It's the YouTube chat room. Finally, the fucking camera worked for something. Christ on a cracker. Um, and we'll be right back. And Lord Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod and on Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag join the Mark Order because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantEMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. 
This is Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy, and that's just, just too sweet ski. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah, the macho man Randy Savage wants to invite you all to a summer barbecue, and we're going to cook the world's biggest hot dog, Rudis the Barber Beefcake. Oh, yeah. Oh, we skinned you last spring, and tonight we're going to roast you like the weenie that you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brutus the Barber here telling you to forget what Savage and Scary Sherry said. I'm going to give Macho Man my special summer shortcut. And I'm going to let Scary Sherry sweep up the hair with that broom she rode in on. <laughs> you know, now that summer's here, there's a great reason to celebrate. I like to celebrate with the members of my family. And what better way to celebrate than winning the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championship? Last time, Demolition, you lost your cool. This time, you're going to lose your belt. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get a little crazy from the heat. And a little hot under the collar. But we always keep our heads. And we'll always keep our championship belts. Brainbusters, the heat is on! Colonel Jimmy Hart, you know what I like best about the summer? No, Honky, tell me! After the summer comes the fall, Hulk Hogan's fall. Hogan, my guitar is tuned, so you get ready to face the music. <laughs> you know something, Honky Talk Man? At the end of this WWF championship match, we're not going to be playing Name That Tune or running down the Honky Talk Man's greatest hits, brother. When I get the WWF championship back around my waist at the end of this match, we're going to be playing Real American for all those Hulkamaniacs out there, brother. The 24-inch pythons, the largest arms in the world, are going to shake, rattle, and roll you, brother. They're going to step all over your blue suede shoes, and then the pythons are going to drive off in your pink Cadillac. But I want you to remember one thing, Honky Tonk Man. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Something about that music that's so Ooh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You know that new Macho Man figure I want? Uh-huh. Comes with a coffee cup, the cream cup. Oh, yeah. Put the cream rise to the top. Do I have that? As, we have that God. as a sound, don't we? Sherry is so fucking good. That rack on Sherry. Oh, my God. I want to fucking want to ride me like a used Buick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Are you ready for your throwback? Hell, yeah. Big copper pump. Are we ready for our throwback of the week? Let's do it. All right, let's do it, baby. Let's do it up. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio.
All right, we're kicking it back to July the 29th, 1989. Fuck yeah. From Texas. No. Was it Texas? No, Worcester. Oh, Worcester, Mass. I'm sorry. Worcester. Worcester. It's not Worcester. It's, it's Worcester. not Worcester. It's Worcester. Worcester. That's how you say it. That's how you say it in New England. I thought it was Worcester. Worcester. It's Worcester. Oh, boy. Um. Anyway, it's Saturday Night's main event. Uh, season five, episode. I hate when they fucking do this in seasons. Ah, fucking peacock, fucking cock, <laughs> the cock. <laughs> fucking peacock's fucking it up for us. <laughs> um, this is leading up to the big SummerSlam card in '89, which we've covered, I think, on this on this podcast yeah. several times. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't go unnoticed, and the buildup is still great because, let's face it, it's the Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Hulk Hogan is still the focal point of the Federation. You could see a turn in in um, the talent pools getting a little bigger, and there's a lot of things going on and a lot of a lot of cool shit. And uh, it was just a good time to be alive. I was uh, 88, 89. I was almost 15. I want to say no, you know. f- 14, 15, <coughs> right before high school. Um, about to start high school? Yeah, about to start high school in September of that year. Ooh, yeah. So uh, this is good, man. This is a fun card. Jay picked this up. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, this was this was, this was was a lot of fun to see. Um, I definitely, I know I've seen the Brain Busters match before with Demolition. Oh, yeah. I forget where. Um, but, I, I mean, that was the main reason why I picked it. But I, I forgot the, the undercard. Listen, this was, this was good. This was a... Uh, special edition Saturday Night's Main Event. Yes, it was. They, um, don't, they didn't really run a lot of them in the summertime. Yep. Summertime, you know, for the most part is kind of like a... The rerun era, a rerun uh, season for sitcoms and shows. Yeah, everybody's on vacation. Everybody's cooped up from the summer oh, or from yeah. the winters, uh-huh. you know, so people are down by the shore in, in, in the summertime, but Ooh, this, was, uh, this was good. Yeah. So your first match... Um, is for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. The Hulkster, in his all of his glory, defending against the, the greatest, inter- uh, uh, the self-professed greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man, and the Colonel, Mr. Jimmy Hart. And let's hear from them right now, because they're backstage at Mean Gene. Honky Tonk Man, the former World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion. Greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. The former greatest <laughs> Intercontinental <laughs> Champion of all time. Along with his manager, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Gentlemen, we have just seen a medley of your greatest hits. Now, is this the way you're going to go after Hulk Hogan and the World Wrestling Federation title, or are you going to utilize your... Mean Gene, Mean Gene, please, don't be cruel to a heart that's true. And the honky-tonk man is true to his fans, and I'm going to keep doing all the things that made me the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, because I intend to be the greatest WWF champion of all time. Now, wait a minute. Where does that leave Hulk Hogan? Heartbreak Hotel. (laughs) And you know where that is, Mean Gene? No. Down at the end of Lonely Street. Come on. And Hogan's going to be lonesome tonight. <laughs> because all his hulkamaniacs are going to be honky maniacs. Come on, Jimmy. Let's shake, rattle, and roll. All right, Vince, I've got to admit, I'm all shook up at the thought of these two. I know what they're capable of in meeting Hulk Hogan. Let's go back to you. Fucking too many Elvis references. Yeah, they, they, they went a little uh, inside baseball with all these Elvis references, you know, but, you know. To me, uh, it's kind of what made this ever pretty good, though, too. 
you know? Do we want to hear from the hoaxer, Jay? Let's hear from the hoaxer. All right. To the South, Jimmy Hart will resort to any tactic to capture that World Wrestling Federation title from you. With all the things that are going on in your life right now, the big movie, No Holes Barred, your ongoing feud with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and now Zeus, and of course your new tag team partner, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, the big match coming up in SummerSlam. With all those things, Hulk, how can you concentrate on tonight's match? Well, you know me, Gene. This is just the way I like it, brother. I like all these things going on. Ever since I won the WWF Championship belt, it's been no holds barred all through the WWF. The World Wrestling Federation Championship is my number one priority. I will never forget that. My Hulkamaniacs will never forget it. And I want to make darn sure that you, mean Gene, you never forget that. I never will, Hulkster. I promise you that. But getting back to tonight's match with the Honky Tonk Man. He is a former Intercontinental Champion. He knows how to compete at the highest levels. His wrestling skills are well known, and I've got to believe he's in the best shape of his life. Your thoughts? Well, I hope he's in the best shape of his life, Mean Gene. That's what the WWF Championship is all about. Fighting top contenders all over the world, brother. Honky Tonk Man, you were a champion at one time. You know what it's all about. And I know with you, your guitar, and Colonel Jimmy Hart, you're going to do everything in your power to steal this belt. But with me and all my Hulkamaniacs watching my back, I'm going to leave the ring with a WWF Championship around my waist. I got to go, Mean Gene. I'm all fired up. All right, I, for one, am a believer. When a holster is fired up, somebody's going to get scorched. Yeah. Listen here, dude. Yeah, dude. You're fighting, something, brother. Fighting all contenders from all around the world, dude. Dude. As long as they're willing to do the J-O-B for me. <laughs> you know, and it's, but it's like, it's so good because you see, God, I, I mean, listen, Hogan in, in in this era, he's just untouchable. Oh yeah. Um, he came out to the ring. Uh, different different bandana. I you know th- there's a few continuity uh, aspects of this show. Um, but it this was a this wasn't a bad match. I mean, honky tonk man. I, listen, took more bumps in this match than I've ever seen him take ever. And yeah, you know he's getting paid. That's a two line of coke promo. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's getting paid. For uh, you know, from for working with, with with Hogan on this, so to me, uh, Honky brought his fucking dancing shoes. That's yeah. for sure. He um can't stand a Honky Tonk. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, you ask him, he used the greatest thing from sliced bread. Oh, he still uh, he still thinks he's, I, I don't do no interviews, but I don't, I don't he do talks it. about the money that he made with Hogan, like like he drew it. Like yeah. I listen, I get the aspect of. You know, heels draw the house because you need somebody to 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 get their ass kicked. But ah, yeah, it, it wasn't honky tonk man at that point. It was ho- wherever Hogan went, it was going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, this this match was good though. I I have to admit, I just didn't understand who was the ref. Uh, Hebner. Uh, all all the the outside interference, guitar shots, like <clears throat> you know. Jesse Ventura, very good, very good on the mic. Had no problem pointing out that all this happened in, in between, <laughs> in front of the ref's eyes. Is the shake, rattle, and roll the most lackluster finisher ever? Oh, uh, lackluster? You know what's so funny, man? I never... That's, that's another podcast. Though. I never liked the skull-crushing f- finale. I never liked it. I never understood so it. So that's more lackluster than uh, the, the shake, yes. rattle, and roll? Yes. Uh, although Hogan took it well, 
you know? A lot of guys did, just, you know. And I liked I liked the idea of, of Honky getting lost in it, like that, you know, the heel playing to the crowd. I'm, I beat him. That's old school. You know, that that I liked. Right, right, um, right, right. You know, Ventura, another one. Ventura was just excellent on the show with the commentary. Shaylin says she's never took the Honky Tonk Man seriously. How can anybody take the ser- uh, how can anybody take Honky Tonk Man seriously? He's dressed as a Dollar Tree Elvis Presley. <laughs> With all the references too. Oh Christ! But so, uh, Hogan, you know, Hogan gets the win. You yeah. know, big boot, and then he hits uh, he hits Honky Tonk Man in the back <laughs> in the back with the fucking guitar. Oof. Uh and hits him with the big leg and gets the gets the gets the pinfall. You know, Hogan must pose after that, obviously. So. Oh yeah, he has to. But uh, all it's like of a sudden, man, it's like mandatory. All of a sudden, Ronnie Garvin comes out afterwards, and uh, man, what a size difference between Hogan. And, okay, and, and I'm Ronnie not a Garvin. all right. I'm not a big Ronnie Garvin fan. You know that we all know. I'll my, tell you something, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, with Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Well, Dusty Rhodes. Um, no, no, I, I'm not a fan. But he got a raw deal on this. Yes. I and I hate Ronnie Garvin, but he got he got a he got a raw deal, dude, because. He, he he lost his retirement match to Greg Valentine. He becomes a referee. He gets manhandled. And when he goes to fuck the guys up, on the take Tunney. Yes. Jack fucking Tunney, the, the Canuck, the, on the take, uh, has this to say. Happened last week between WWF special referee Ron Garvin and wrestler Dino Bravo. I'd like to alert Mr. Garvin at this time that his unprofessional conduct will not be tolerated. Any reoccurrence of this will result in a long suspension. Man, ain't that some... On the take, Tony. On the take, Tony. Ain't that some shit, as Tony C. would say. On the take, Tony. Ain't that some shit. 45-year-old Ronnie Garvin going on 70. Shailen, you are not lying. Oh, without a doubt. Rubbish Ronnie Garvin, not rugged. (laughs) Rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think I'm going to name the episode Rubbish. Just rubbish. Rubbish Ronnie Garvin. But, All right, Jay, get into this match. But yeah, this this match. Did you notice that huge shoop, shoop, edit? Superfly. That huge edit in between the uh, Valentine's going for the elbow drops. He, you know, snookers close to the to the hard oh. camera right corner. Okay, brother. Hits him with the fucking elbow drop. Hits him with the second. All of a sudden, Valentine goes for the third, and the camera pans out. All of a sudden, they're in the middle of the ring hitting the elbow drop. Excellent editing by. Uh, by Kevin Dunn, I can't, I can't lie, but <laughs> caught Dunn. you motherfuckers, caught you, and uh, you know, it, it was a quick match. I mean, I, obviously the match was a over, little over three minutes as it is, so God only knows what it really was. And then it went to the end, like uh, Valentine kicks Snooker out to the outside. Ron, uh, Ronnie Garvin's playing. You know he's he's trying to count him, trying to count him, and Valentine keeps interrupting. He starts getting uh, Garvin upset. All of a sudden, he you know he does it for the last time. Gets Garvin. I think he shoved Garvin. Garvin hits him with a fucking punch. And I tell you, man, Valentine, excellent fucking work. It just just sold it like he was stunned. Like yep. like he like yep. he got hit hard. And he, he was selling that, but he was just like, holy shit, this happened. And he turned right into a flying body press from uh-huh. from Snooker. Okay, brother. Okay, brother. Let me do this quick line. <laughs> Let me do a bump, brother. Sorry, go ahead. 
But uh, he hit him with the flying body press and got the one, two, three. Yeah, man. Well, as we take commercial break, there's no commercial breaks on the cock. But now we get to hear from this man. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Choppy's favorite wrestler, the macho man, Randy Savage. And probably my, my favorite backstage interviewer of all time is Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, yes. Let's take you now to Jesse the Body Ventura. The Macho Man is fucking fresh to death jacket that he had, um, uh, with the with the paint, and of course the sensational one, Scary Sherry. Scary Sherry. I for one thoroughly enjoyed watching again Brutus the Barber Beefcake getting what he deserved after two years of giving lousy haircuts to defeated opponents. <laughs> it was about time somebody did it to him, and I can't think of better people to do it than you two. Well, Jesse the Body Ventura, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Oh, I did. I but did. I didn't do it for you. Oh, no. And I didn't do it for those people out there. Oh, no, no. I didn't do it for them either. I did no. it for Sensational Sherry because Brutus the Barber Beefcake insulted her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And nobody will insult the manager of the Macho Man ever again. Dig it. Sherry, you must be proud to have a wrestler like the Macho Man defending your Ooh, honor. Oh, Jesse, I'm proud. And I'll say it loud. Oh, yeah, I'm proud. Uh, well, Macho Man, what about the match tonight? Is this one for Sherry? No. This one here is for the Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. Recognize the Macho yeah. Man as the number one contender. Silly as it sounds, yeah. But his buddy, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and him are pals. And when I destroy the beef, then Hogan will have to recognize the Macho Man as the number one contender. Dig it? Yeah. Macho Man, my inside sources say you're planning some sort of surprise. What is it? A surprise? Jesse the Body, you're a journalist, so you have to ask questions like that. Yeah, but I can't tell you right now. But I will promise you one thing. In a little while, you may know. Yeah, but first, I'm going to destroy Beefcake. And then one more step closer to Hogan. Wow, sensational Sherry, are you ready to get down that aisle? Follow me and I'll lead, all right? Anyway. Ooh, oh, yeah. To the ring, yeah. Well, McMahon, I asked the question, but only Macho Man knows the answer. I did. That's Macho Man do his. Back to you. It's, I, I mean, you, 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 listen, you listen to that and you just go, it just, you don't know who Macho Man is. You don't know anything about WWE. He's even bilingual, Jay. Yeah. No es Tito Santana, no es Ricky Steamboat, no es uh, nobody, yeah, nunca, yeah. He is, uh, you look at that, you see that intensity, that, and you just go, who is that? And I want, why do I want to see more of that? Yeah. And it's, and it's beautiful, like, a, like it's a work of art. It really, really is. Uh, always, always putting over the fact that he needs to be the number one contender. Even when he's not in the title picture, he's the man. he puts himself in the title picture. That's what picture. he's supposed to He's the macho man. And he, uh, we all know what the surprise is going to be. Well, let's hear from the, uh, his, uh, his opponent, Brother Brudeye. Barber Beefcake, we've already heard from the macho man, Randy Savage. He claims he's got a big surprise in store for you tonight. Your reaction, Brutus? Oh, mean Gene, I'm already surprised. I'm surprised the camera lenses didn't break. After pointing at Scary Sherry. 
That woman could scare the Z right off Zeus's head. Well, now, sensational <laughs> Sherry. Scary Sherry. Okay, scary Sherry. Yeah. I admit she does have a, a rather unique look. However, the macho man has already yeah. cut off some of your hair. Brutus, does that give him the advantage tonight? Savage and scary Sherry are gonna pay for what they did to my hair. A man's hair has to make a statement, Mean Gene. Not Do yours. Do you know what my hair is saying right now? Really, I, I don't hear anything, Brutus. Your ears are too sharp, Mean Gene. Because my hair is saying that Brutus the barber is a cut above the rest. I'm not worried about Savage and Sherry Sherry. No, because the barber always has the edge. All right, I, I don't hear what Brutus's hair is saying, but I must admit I do hear him loud and clear. Vince, back to you. It's, it's like you, you listen to that and you just go, oh, man, Jay, Brutus. Let me ask you a question. Is Sherry what I think she is? She's all the way live. Is she, Jay? She was all the way. I listened to it. Sure? There was nothing else to look at it. Yeah? She was. It wasn't right. on, on the show, but they, they showed from another entrance, and she looked good. Too much makeup. But, man, what a performer. What a performer she was. I think so. I love I love the line Jesse said. You think I ever miss Elizabeth would get her hands dirty like Sherry would? Like, ah, oh, it's like... It's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> That's so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, but man, I and is Brutus the one to coin the, fang, uh, the phrase Scary Sherry? I think she's the one, I think, is he the one to... to yeah, so. I'm going to say yeah. You know... Can uh, you imagine having a domestic dispute with Sherry? No. Absolutely not. I would lose all the time. She, uh, she, she made Savage's heel run. Uh, legit. I mean, especially when he became king. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. But th- th- this match was good. I mean, for for you know for what it was, um, brother Brudai, you know, was over. I there's there's no denying that he was over. Yeah. I, I mean, he definitely got a little, he got a little Hogan Hogan love Hogan rub on that. But nonetheless, he he was definitely over in this match. Yeah. And uh. You know, this is kind of your, I don't want to say your quintessential savage match, but it more or less kind of is. Sherry getting getting in, getting involved when the ref's not looking. Um, but, you know, like you said, this at, at one point there, there was a close call where uh, Savage looks like he's going to choke choke uh, Brutus out, and uh, Sherry takes off his stockings. And, and starts, starts choking him with stockings. <laughs> sucking. So good, like Genius. it's such a heel move. Like it's it's it, re- it really was good, and uh, you know at that point, um, you know the 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 surprise comes out. Well, yeah, Sherry gets a little nervous because Beefcake's getting the upper hand. Yeah, so Sherry gets uh you know take she takes off her stockings. She goes back in backstage and gets uh the secret. Zeus. Zeus. And uh, you know, Beefcake has the sleeper on on Savage, and uh, you know, next thing you know, Zeus comes in behind him and uh, attacks him for the DQ. Which, you know, this is how this match should have ended. It should have ended this way. I, I'm not upset with the booking. Uh, and then you know, Hogan comes out and makes the save, but uh, <laughs> you know, but the heels double team him, and they try to cut Hogan's hair. You know, there's no doubt. That uh, you know, Hogan's already losing enough at uh, probably at an alarming rate. 
Uh, but Hogan uh, grabs a chair, which, you know, I I thought was kind of, you know, out of character. Yes, I told you, man. Hogan was always a heel. Hogan was uh, Bobby Heenan was always right. At the end of the day, I think Hogan always was 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 a secret heel. Um. But uh, somehow or another, Macho Man convinces Zeus to leave after trying to, you know, destroy him. They're pushing the movie hard. No holds barred. I think that came out right around SummerSlam, right? That, came, yes. that comes out came, in the summer. Out, yeah. Um, you know, he... So they're, they're, they're pushing it hard. I, I, I think nothing wrong with this. The match at SummerSlam, we went over it, you know. It was passable. You know, thank God for Macho Man. Thank God, thank God for Macho Man and Hogan Beefcake because Zeus was fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Rest um, in peace, Tiny Lister. Savage and Luz, uh, Zeus do a, do a post match interview. Yeah, which is gross because all Zeus did was spit all over Jesse Ventura. Yeah, it was one of the worst ever. Um, but the next match is my favorite match of the night. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, I, my I, favorite it's, match. It's the main reason why I picked this card. Two of my favorite tag teams. Yeah. Um. I know, I know, the knock on the demo was where the, like they were allegedly a, a a Legion of Doom knockoff, but I gotta tell you, it worked for two reasons: one because they both can work, and one because they both can talk. Yeah, Bill Eady, of course, the mass superstar. Barry Darso, you know him better as Crusher Khrushchev, uh, and of course the Repo Man and Bricktop Bully, B- Blacktop Bully, yeah. and whatever, but. But but they could both work and uh, you know, he, and Barry's one of those fucking Minnesota dudes, you know, those tough guys. And Bill Eady's been one of the gr- he was one of the best heels ever yeah. as the mass superstar. Yep. He wrestled everywhere and every one. So when they did, you know, he was a little old in the tooth, but he could still go. And his team was and I loved Rick Derringer's fucking music. Yes, my one of my favorite wrestling intros of all time. I used to wake up to that to go to school when I got the cassette for Christmas. <laughs> I used to have a uh, alarm clock, st- a desktop stereo, a little stereo, and you can actually, if you push play and shut the fucking radio off, and you could set your alarm to go off, it would go off to where you're playing the tape. Hell and yeah! I, and I wake up every fucking morning to demolition, so that's fucking cool as shit. So, but any, uh, yeah, I loved I, and like I said, what to me what makes these main events awesome are the pre-match interviews and what's up, Tony C. You know, and the interview with with Heenan, obviously Heenan does not need to talk for 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 Double A and and Tully. No, no. Who's got the worst eyes? Set of eyes. Zeus or Robert Gibson? Oh God, who Gibson? Definitely. I don't know. Zeus, Zeus, Zeus could stand in the middle of the week and see both Sundays. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines I've ever read in my life. I heard that somewhere, and it's never left my brain. Um, Zeus okay, was, terrific. Zeus was bad. Oh shit, that was funny. <laughs> All um, right, well, you want to hear from the demos or no? Yes, you, you do. Absolutely. Okay, let's take you to backstage with me, Gene, and, and Axe and Smash, the World Tag Team Champions, who are about to defend the titles against the Brain Busters. Two out of three falls. Seeing the footage from the last main event, where you were disqualified in your match with right the Brain there. Busters. You lost your cool, but not your title belt. That's right. Tonight, can you hang on to both in this historic two out of three ball rematch? We would have beat the Brain Busters the last time, but that weasel in and interfered. He can't do that for three falls. If he tries, we'll crush him. All right, Smash, <laughs> any special strategy for this match? Sure, Mean Gene. That's total destruction for the Brain Busters and Heenan. 
Pop me that brain, Hayden. If I get my hands on you, it's pop goes the weasel. Come on, Axe. It's war. It's D-Day. It's need for demolition. <laughs> All right, Vince, this could prove to be the greatest victory for the good guys since the invasion of Grenada. Back to you. Love that music, too. But, uh, yeah. You know, hey, listen. The demolition can get it done on the mic, too. And that was, the, you know, this was the late 80s, you know, yelling, yelling incessantly at the camera. Uh, but demolition worked worked pretty well as baby faces. Uh, you know, it's hard to... Bobby Heenan was always a heel, so no matter who you're going to go up against, you know, you're always he, they're always going to be the baby faces. But um, I personally like Demolition better as a heel, but their baby face run which, which was good here. So this was two out of three falls. Yes. And, you know, right away, uh, the buses get the upper, upper hand, Tully with a cheap shot. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny to see... It, it it's it's really funny to see Tully in 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 WWF because obviously he's more known for for Crockett NWA stuff, but you know he he didn't do much chicken shit heel stuff in NWA. If you really think about, it. not that he was a, a a come at you heel, but here in WWF he was a little bit more over the top, especially with you know backing away. He did it away with Axe and everything. But, this uh, was my first. One of my first ever as a fan, like the weird moments for me, like when I first read they were coming in, I was like, "Oh," because I knew full well who they were, and it was like, "Wow!" To me, this was a game changer. Yeah, for two reasons: one, because they came into this territory; one, two, Bobby Heenan got yep. them. So I'm thinking in my head, that's instant credibility. Even as a kid, I knew that, you know, because not for nothing. Bobby Heenan had a fucking stable in the hands, and we're yep. gonna be doing we're gonna be uh, we're, we, gonna be, we're gonna be doing a special Heenan family project very soon. I'll, yeah, I'll keep you guys in on a loop when we get everything going. But uh, we're we're doing a kind of a roundtable uh, oh, for the Heenan family. It's gonna be a very very cool podcast. We got some special guests on that, so it's gonna be a fantastic. Uh, hopefully by the fall we should be. Uh, we're working on the material right now with uh with a former friend of uh the sh- uh, podcast. Well, not a former friend, but a friend of the podcast. And uh, it's gonna be fucking fantastic. Jay and I are really, really, really excited to, uh, yeah, be working on this project. Fatal Four Eyes match: Zeus versus Robert Gibson versus Saul Michaels versus Jim Jim Duggan. Ah, uh, you know wow. Jim Duggan's was never really that bad. He never really noticed it. At Except least. when you knock him silly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead, get into this match. But uh, you know, kind of within the first f- first few minutes, you see a nice double A spinebuster on on uh, Dawson oh, yeah, Axe yeah. and um. But Smash gets, he hits, uh, uh, he hits on with the with the shotgun stun gun maneuver. Yeah, yep, and uh, wins the first hole, f- wins the first fall at that. And uh, you know, there really wasn't much of a break in between. Uh, well, the there falls. was when we were kids because yeah, the commer- <laughs> commercial yeah. breaks. Yeah, but um, but it was kind of it was kind of cool to see that. Uh, it goes right back into it. Uh, Axe takes uh, Axe takes control again on on and keeps going back and now <coughs> excuse me it goes back a little bit further and uh, totally takes Axe to the floor and and next thing you know it just starts uh, shit canning him out there and uh, it it goes on a little bit but then 
you know, demolition kind of just stops listening to the rules a little bit and just all hell breaks loose. And um, I kind of like this idea of a, of a, especially in two out of three falls, because the champions don't lose. You know, they're not getting pinned. They're not submitting. Uh, it's not like uh, Rick Rude against Steamboat in the in the half hour Iron Man where he takes a disqualification to further the chance. You know, they just kind of lost their cool and the referee disqualified them, um, which I, I, I kind of actually enjoy, enjoy that. And uh, so so now it's one fall apiece, and the match doesn't last much longer after this. It goes on another five minutes. Because? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them why, Jay. Because all of a sudden, you know, they start destroying uh, Tully. They take him in the corner. uh and they clothesline out of the corner, and as Bonzo Gonzo, big Andre comes out. That's right, Andre the Giant comes out, the biggest member of the Bobby Heenan family, yep. to make sure there's no more shenanigans, to make sure the demos don't get disqualified this mm-hmm. time. Because on the, on the previous main event, they yes. got disqualified, and they kept on to the titles. Well, that and that's, and that's like a little, which I didn't even know until they mentioned it on commentary. Um, but Andre came out. Uh not looking terrible, but you know we've seen him. We've seen him look a lot better. No, this is the just the start of his decline. But yeah. he, he's still seven foot, five hundred pound Andre the Giant, and he's he, heel Andre. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't know what's worse, heel Andre or or or, or, or face Andre. Either way, it's Andre the Giant, and anytime you got Andre in your corner, yeah, you, you kind of have an advantage, you know, because Andre doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah. But he, but he is an imposing figure on the outside. Hundred sure. percent. I mean, you talk about Zeus being a, being a fucking factor. Anytime the eighth wonder of the world comes to the to, comes down to the ringside, it's 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 a deal. Oh yeah. You know, Andre Andre was all business, regardless of what st- shape of his life. And he was and in. these guys and all four of these guys are great workers. Where they could, uh, you know, they can work with Andre even at this, you know, at this stage. Squires Squires wants to uh, says he, fantasy book. Heenan family versus the Dangerous Alliance. Ooh, that could be good because Arn was in both of them. Yeah, Steve we'd have Austin, to we'd have to pick Bobby, one. Yeah, and so was Rick Rude though. Yeah, ah. I think I go with the Heenan family. They had Stud Bundy, slight advantage. Yeah, yeah, Hercules was in there for a few minutes for a cup of coffee. Anyway, go ahead, Jeff. Um, but uh, so yeah, so you know, Andre's playing, uh, making sure that the demolitions don't uh, no shenanigans. Uh, and he throws a chair in the ring, and uh, referee's not looking. Of course. And uh, Tully just fucking sm- hits, smashes, Sma- knocks, smash. smash out cold. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, throws on on top of him, and uh, and lo- and demolition lose the titles, and uh, and it's it was kind of cool. I mean, I I yeah, don't think they won. Cool. I mean, obviously they leave later on this year. Anyway, the brain busters. Well, you Tully, yeah, Tully, they leave. And Tully failed the drug test. But so. they but they lost the belts before that anyway, right? They, they lost, lost it to Heart Foundation? No, Demo. They, re- oh, they lost it back yeah, to Demo? Yeah. Um But then we yeah, so they but then we go to the we go to the back, uh the, the dressing room to Jesse the Body, where he's got a very, very permed hair, Rick Rude, and the former king himself, Haku, with his with his mandals on and his fucking yes. and and his sweatpants on. Let's take you out of Jesse the Body Ventura. jubilant dressing room of the Bobby Heenan family with intercontinental champion ravishing Rick Root and the former King Haku 
Ravishing Rick, how do you feel at this moment? Oh, I feel wonderful. You know what, down just the way the brain said it would, and now the Heenan family has all the gold, the Intercontinental title. Here comes Bobby the Brain Heenan, a very, very happy Bobby Heenan. Bobby, how do you feel at this moment of triumph for the Tag Team Championship of the world? Two champions where they were bigger than us, they were more powerful, but we beat them with our brain, and we beat them with our brain. Speaking of brains, here come the brain busters. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, you can feel it all over in you. Tully, can I get a word with you just for a second, Tully? How do you feel right now? Here's Andre. Yep. Uh, listen, uh, this obviously on until they were a thing in, in NWA, um, but this cemented their legacy. And like I said, for for a team to have such influence and and a, a legacy, they really weren't together that long. If, if if you really think about it in hindsight, so they only had a three four year run. Who on and Tully? On and Tully, yeah, eighty four eighty five, yeah. Cause they they um Tully came in after they um yeah Tully, but it was really, it was really eighty six that they kind of got together yeah eighty five eighty six but Tully was the national heavyweight champion he was a, he had a bunch of singles titles yeah but then he him and on after they kicked Oli out yeah so so solidified that 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 but these guys no, yeah that's that, a feather in the cap tonight. but it was definitely it's it's validation for them to come to WWF and and get the belts. Uh, and like I said, that's something I think that it's only helped their legacy. Uh, you know, even if it was short-lived, um, right? Oh, maybe it was SummerSlam they lost the belts then. I have to... I, I'm I, have to, I don't yeah, remember I'm, I'm, right now. I'm working on fucking fumes right now, so... But um, but to me, I loved it. I, I, I love this match. What a hot ending. Um, Fun. Fun, like you said, wham bam, thank you, ma'am, of a card, four matches. You know, you didn't really need the Valentine uh, snooker snook match. Fillers. No, I mean Saturday's main event always had the fillers, man. Yeah, yeah, you needed that. You it needed was, that. It was wildly edited down for sure. Anyway, but um, <laughs> Andre with his piranha teeth. Oh, uh, <laughs> Andre had what fifty-five teeth in that mouth. I, I listen. I don't know about any of you, but I've I've seen them up close, and I I'm I'm not afraid of anything really. Yeah, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm afraid of the of a domestic dispute with Sherry, <laughs> and I'm definitely afraid of Andre the Giant in his prime because yeah, fucking Andre was massive. But man. um, he was a massive, this, massive man. This was a fun show. This was this was oh, 100%, a lot, lot. This 100%. was so good. Um, you know, it was one of those that kind of flew under the radar when we did uh when we did. 
SummerSlam. We mentioned it in passing. Yeah, we mentioned just, it leading up to it. I but. mean, listen, man, there's so many things we could watch. <laughs> and we're doing this weekly, so it's yeah. like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you, 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 you know. Shit falls through the cracks. Yeah, man. And we try to do our due diligence in that aspect. We're just trying to, like, you know, keep it fresh because we are doing this every week. So it's like you got to keep it fresh for you guys, you know. And we got to keep it fresh for us, more importantly, so we can talk about it and make jokes and have fun with it. Yeah, this was, but this, this was, was this was fun. This yeah. was a lot of fun. And listen, that and you know, Bobby Heenan. Listen, I'm always a Bobby Heenan guy on commentary, but a, 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 sh- a really, really close behind one B is is Ventura. Ventura was so fucking good. Yeah, I you know he, what Vince did in terms of characters. Um, he he really surrounded himself with guys who knew how to work the stick. Yeah. I mean, he had Jesse. Even I, you know, I I I don't want to throw Bruno in there as an amazing guy, but Bruno did his thing. Johnny Valiant, Lord yeah. Alfred Hayes, Killer Ken Resnick, uh, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, Lord um, Gorilla Monsoon, Roddy Piper, Randy Savage. I mean. The list is long and very, very distinguished. Craig DeGeorge was good for a little while, for a hot minute. Um, the guy who did the Spectrum shows, I forgot his name, Ron something, Ron Tregard. Ron Tregard, that's the guy. Uh, I just, just like, it's, because when you're at the house shows, you don't hear these guys because you, you're there. So when you watch the replay, you're like, oh, it's, I mean, but, I mean, these guys, Vince always had good guys doing commentary. And I think that's, uh, that's a, a um a, a credit to him. Yeah, because he knew guys that Bobby Heenan was amazing on the stick. You know, guys knew how to work the stick, and it was it it was it was probably just as important as I love Roger God. Yeah, me too. I, I it was it's almost as important as the matches because you mean personally can be better than flips and a thousand falls. Yes, <laughs> yes, Matt. Yes, you know back then. You know, it was a lot simpler. Like Jay, Jay mentioned that before. Like this was all a lot simpler. The everything was simpler back then. Even simplicity. You know, I right. think. It, I think it's just. I keep, think it's, keep, it makes it better. Right, and because it was so simple, you could accentuate what you're doing behind the microphone. There wasn't that many cameras. The graphics weren't that advanced yet. You had, you know, you had. It was all taped. There wasn't a lot. It wasn't live yet. So you had these. All this stuff was still in its infancy. Cable television was just getting big at that point. We're only a couple of years into cable television as being a major thing. You know, back in in the early '80s, if you had cable television, you lived in the suburbs and/or you were rich. You were from Westchester. You were classy. That's it. <laughs> and you had a fucking satellite that took up the entire backyard of your home, like my Uncle Bobby had, right? So, but this was f- super. It was fun because it was. Again, it brought back the stories. It brought back that yep. feeling of wow, this is this is how you tell a fucking story. This is how you do it, and this was a perfect example of telling a story leading up to a major card. Yeah, and the idea of long term booking too. You know, I mean, the Ronnie Garvin Valentine thing went on forever, but they, it there was there was different points, different acts, and same thing with. You know, Hogan, Hogan and Macho Man. Hogan and Macho Man. 16 months, something like that they yeah. went on, you know? And from SummerSlam the previous year. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. You got wandering eyes. You got wandering eyes, Hulk Hogan, yeah. You know, but... Let's see what's in your eyes. And, uh-huh. And like I said, this shows you that, you know, like I said, 
the simple things. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. That's it. So, I think that's it. That's a good card. If you go out of your way and watch it, I, I, that's for sure. That's what I would say. Me too. Especially uh, the main event. Yeah, just watch it. Have fun. This is what it's all about, man. And I finally found something on the cock that I can watch. The cock. And they're putting more stuff on it, by the way. So, so yes. the AWA stuff's on it. So we're going to be doing some more stuff. And Olympics, too. The Olympics are on. YouTube was awesome. No lag. Thank you. Hey. We found it. Found we, something. We found it. So we're going to stick with this. With this, We're going to get a better camera. And we're going to fucking probably add some graphics once Phil figures out. Because I'm on vacation after next week. So maybe I'll dedicate a day before my birthday to... Uh, to do that, so we're gonna pre-record something for next week, yeah, and then we're gonna have a birthday show for me, some some sort, and uh, first week of August, and then we're gonna it's SummerSlam season now, so we'll uh, do an old SummerSlam, we'll do some SummerSlam, uh, maybe some Bash the Beaches or something, I don't know, something summer-ish, yeah, some Great American Bash, more Great American Bash, I don't know, we'll do we'll just something violent and hot. <laughs> <laughs> and not not the porn that I watched last night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Any closing thoughts, partner, before we that's head out it. of here? All right, no, let's play it. the fucking music then. You guys all know the social media handles. You know all the gimmicks. Please buy a shirt. It helps us a little bit. Buy some more equipment so we can fucking provide this madness for you guys. And um, enjoy wrestling. Just enjoy it. Don't be a fucking insane mark, you fucks. Be nice. Be nice to each other. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah, for at least two hours a day. And if you can't, then go fuck your hand. (laughs) Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.